Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and hello Paul, how are you going? You're not going to say we're not here. No, I'm not going to say we're not here because we know we're not here. We know we're all in lockdown in Victoria at the moment. Yes. How are you going? How are you? I'm yes. good. I'm all right. Yeah. It's uh, strange times we're all in and uh, this isn't going away anytime soon, really, is it? Very peculiar. Yeah. Anyway, on to the yeah. topic du jour. The topic du jour, condiment. Yeah, well, so... <sighs> And I'm using the sort of term pretty loosely because if you talk condiments, most people would just associate that with, you know, mustard or, as we say in Australia, yeah, a bit of dead horse, tomato sauce. Um, But I just wanted to expand upon that a little bit um, and talk about some stuff which you can add to your cooking on the side of a dish or over the dish or whatever it might be. Um, so, and there's lots of things out there which you can do, which are pretty simple um, and a good use of your oven as well. Uh, and you can do like, I think in the first lockdown, we talked about, you know, pickles and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Am I yeah, right? right. Yeah, we yeah. Did. yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is kind of topical. I'm sort of working on this for something else, but, um yeah so what i'm more along the lines thinking of rather than the mustards and you know out of the jar stuff is stuff that you can do yourself so quite often you know we'll we'll cook a piece of meat or uh, roast pork and i mean like you do roast pork often um yes we do so yeah apple sauce i would consider a condiment um yeah so there's i think that i think we've actually got a recipe on the website to do an apple sauce um, so things like that, using your steam oven to just steam your apples and then just blitz them up. It's a hundred percent pure apple sauce. That's a, that's a pretty quick and convenient one. But one that I found myself doing recently, I had a whole bunch of, uh, red capsicums or bell peppers as they're called in the States. Um, and so I roasted them up and I had like heaps. Uh, and so I then... So they're not pickled, but I then jarred them up. So they're that sort of fire roasted, not fire roasted, but roasted capsicums you often see in a jar in, <coughs> excuse me, in the, in the supermarkets or delis or something like that. Pretty simple to do yourself. Yeah. Um, and you just add a solution of maybe some garlic with some vinegar, water, a little bit of sugar, salt, a little bit of black pepper, stick it in a jar and then throw the jar in the oven um, and, and steam the jar. And that'll, I'll get back to you with timings and temperatures and all of that sort of stuff. But you effectively sterilize the jar and you seal it when you steam it. Um, so then you've got your own roasted peppers. Now, while not a condiment as such, they're really a good handy thing to have when you do want to make a condiment. And one that I make reasonably often is kind of like what's called a romesco sauce. Um, which is essentially those roasted bell peppers and you roast some shallots and garlic and tomatoes with um, almonds. Uh, And basically that's one of those sort of 
ones where you throw everything onto a sheet pan, stick it on commie mode, roast it, uh, and then put everything together in a, in a food processor or a blender, blend it up, add some olive oil until it's smooth and happy days, you're done. But I'm really delicious with with steamed fish, with red meats, with chicken, with anything. And it just might lift up your meal a little bit rather than trying to make a gravy or a hot sauce or something like that. You can do those sorts of things and they'll keep for several days, depending on what you make um, in your fridge. So that's like a good one as far as, you know, your cooking of the ingredients goes. But I also wanted to talk about... um, and maybe not so much barbecue cooking, but, you know, any sort of cooking, doing your sous vide steaks or something. Um, and maybe you don't want to make a pan sauce once they come out of the steam oven, even for chicken or anything like that. Um, so a couple of those sort of common pantry items that you and I have spoken about before, which, you know, you've got your list, which you can't live without. I've got mine. Um, but quite a lot of these sort of sauces, if you like, or condiments, use pretty regular pantry stuff and, and they will generally be a vinegar of sorts, um, some garlic, olive oil and fresh herbs. So I'm, I'm talking more about things like salsa verde. Um, so that's parsley, generally green herbs. And I mean, I'm not, I don't follow any set recipe, but parsley, uh, sometimes I'll put some young spring onions in it or scallions, depending on where you're from. Uh, chopped capers, chopped cornichons, a little bit of Dijon mustard, some olive oil, red wine vinegar, salt and pepper, and happy days. Um, so not like a pesto, but uh, you know a salsa which you can put over pretty much anything, and it kind of you know you can scatter that over some steamed vegetables. Um, it'll just give it a bit more zing. And a really well known one, of course, is, is uh, chimichurri, which is. Not dissimilar, but a few different ingredients where you've got your fresh parsley. Uh, what I do with mine is I slow roast my garlic in the oven. Uh, slow roasted garlic, shallots, if you like. Everyone's got their own version. But the only thing I would say with something like a chimichurri is hand cut it. So there's lots of parsley. Depending on which way you go with coriander or cilantro, you can add or not add. Um, and these are sort of green sauces. Uh, that one's also you know, chili, uh, dry oregano, sugar is an important part of that. Um, olive oil and vinegar again, or lemon juice. Um, so there are a couple of other little ones, which you can sort of just have that in your back pocket when you, when you're cooking and go, okay. And it takes five seconds, like well, maybe not five seconds, but it takes five minutes just to whip, whip one of those things up. And if you've got leftovers, just store them in a jar in your fridge and all of those things, if you put a little film of olive oil over the top of them, stop the uh, oxygen getting to them, that'll prevent them going off quickly. So most of them will keep for a week or so in your fridge like that. And if you've got anything green, so a green base sauce, even if you're making a pesto, like a traditional basil pesto, salsa verde, chimichurri, any, anything like that that uses a lot of green herbs and you want to maintain the green, just whatever container you put it in, um, if it's a clear container, a glass jar or anything like that, wrap it in foil, uh, it stops the light getting to it. And when you stop the light getting to it, it won't turn brown and go off really quickly. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, other things like, um, 
one other one which I recently did, which was, uh, and we talked the other day in our podcast about things not to steam, and we'll get to that topic. But um, I just threw some whole eggplants or aubergines in the oven and just cranked it, cranked it up really hot and basically roasted them. And I wasn't making baba ganoush, but I was making sort of like an eggplant type sort of relish almost. Um, so that's that's another good one. I, I used very similar ingredients to a baba ganoush, but rather than blitz it up or, or make it into a dip consistency, just a fraction thicker, really good with some um, some steamed fish. You get that little bit of a smoky sort of flavour from it. Um, so those sorts of things are really handy because they don't take long and you can do them well in advance. So, you know, if you're going to have, I mean, not that anyone's having dinner parties, but you've got a bit more time on your hands. Um, you can you can make these things in advance, stick them in the fridge and just go, oh, I've got that, that's right. I can just throw a bit of that with that and happy days. You're just lifting the lifting the meal a little bit rather than just putting a wadge of Dijon mustard on the side of the plate. Yeah, and it's it's using a lot of pantry ingredients and a little bit of fresh ingredients and all these little condiments which you can whiz up um, are really, really quite good as far as just having them on hand. Of course, you can make your own barbecue sauce as well. I mean, it doesn't really involve a steam oven, but you can you don't have to follow set recipes. Um, so if you want to make your own barbecue sauce, there's no reason why you couldn't do some slow roasted tomatoes or something like that and use that as a base for a good barbecue sauce. I mean, a barbecue sauce doesn't have to be this smooth, sickly sweet thing. Um, it can be sort of like a, you know, chunky, if you like, maybe chunky is not the right word, but uh, a little bit bigger in texture. Um, another one that I've recently been sort of playing around with is putting um, half onions in the oven and cooking them over a long period of time. And basically, once they've cooked, leave them in larger pieces. And once they've cooked, uh, smashing them up, breaking them down a bit further into a pot. So it's almost like twice cooked. Um, and then while that's happening in the pot, I've been putting bacon in the oven and just sprinkling a little bit of caster sugar on the bacon. So making like a bacon and onion jam. Oh, okay. I don't know. Want bacon and sugar? Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, everything in moderation, Linda. Don't be so negative. No, no, I was not being negative. I just yeah. love bacon, but uh, yeah, I had it was. I've well, I mean, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could um, you could certainly like drizzle your bacon with maple syrup if you wanted to. Um, okay. But candied candied bacon itself is quite delicious, but probably a bit much just by itself. So you sort of tempering that a little bit with some onions, really slowly cooked onions. Um, and if you steam them first, you get a little bit of that moisture out of them. I'm not, none of these are perfected yet, but I'm sort of playing around with a few different ideas. But yeah, just I just thought, why not talk about something that I don't think we often forget it, but we certainly associate things like chimichurri with only grilled meats from the barbecue. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it doesn't ju- just need to be that. It can like it, it will do a lot to lift anything really and it doesn't just have to be a mate you can go over your steamed broccoli like why not um well definitely since i don't like it (laughs) it would would change the taste it would be great well i mean there you go make a heap linda and then you'll be happy like and and you can also you know make them as coarse or as or as fine as you like fine if you're going to make a chimichurri and you want to stick in the food processor who am i to say um, the traditionists will tell you that they, 
all your herbs need to be hand cut and everything needs to be hand cut because it's a textural thing. But yeah, I just, I just kind of thought there's sort of an abundance of, you know, at the moment I've got like so much parsley in the garden and fresh herbs and all the rest of it. And the other one that we haven't talked about before, but we have done some recipes with is um, compound butters. So that's where you essentially flavor a butter. Uh, and how does your oven sort of come into play with that? So quite often what I'll do is I'll like roast um, some nuts in the oven um, in a little bit of butter and then throw that in some whole butter, uh, blitz it up with some lime juice or some coriander, some fresh herbs um, and, and whisk that quite heavily in a stand mixer till it goes pale and then just roll it up into like a large thick sausage in cling film and then throw that in your fridge. And when you want it, you can pretty much slice it frozen. Um, and that can go on top of your grilled meats. You can, if you've got your broccoli, which you don't like, you can melt a little bit of that down in a pot or, you know, your microwave or in the steam oven itself and just pour that over the top and you're getting a bit of that toasted uh, butternut sort of flavor um, and you, you, you're like you're dressing your vegetables up a bit yeah. like you're giving you're just dressing things up a bit um, and a lot of that stuff you can do in, in bulk and you know especially the compound butter stick it in the freezer so I've got well I haven't got them yet but I'm going to have about three or four different sorts of butter just sitting there in the freezer um, just for you know if I do some steamed fish or whatever well it, and there's no particular you know laws about whether you should use them or not but it's really simple to do so i mean i'm going to be spending a day or so coming up with a few of the recipes but we might do a bit of a condiment you know thing on the website about here's some you know little i think we've put some recipes out there before with purees and stuff like that which yeah. i suppose you could treat as a condiment as well um like my favorite one is the carrot one so really finely grated carrot just on a box grater and you just steam it until it's like almost falling apart. Like you just almost got, it's got no resistance at all when you pinch it and it just goes to mush in your hands. If you just put that in a blender and put some butter on the stove and just cook the butter until it just starts to go brown and just blitz it uh, like you were making a mayonnaise. So you just pour the butter in while the machine's running. That is two ingredients little bit of salt, make it three ingredients. One of the most delicious things that you can put with anything. Yeah. Like with, yeah. uh, again, I say a piece of fish, uh, it's really good with red meat, anything like that. And those little purees and butters and things like that, you can freeze them. You'll get a little bit of moisture in them, but when you go to reheat them, just stir it through. It's not going to be water laden. Um, so if you've got some carrots sitting in the fridge and they're looking a bit tired and old and you're like, oh, I'm not don't know what to do with them. Um, good thing to do with any vegetables that are starting to get a bit droopy or look a bit old is before you cook them when they've got to that stage, just put them in a bath of iced water uh, and that'll just bring them back to life a little bit and then cook them. So you want to get rid of them pretty quick, but you can you can make purees and anything and they can become your, your condiments rather than go straight for the sauce out of the jar if that makes sense yeah well uh, one of my favorites is the pasta puree that you made back in the really early days of cooking with steam and and similar think, process yeah very similar and and i know i think i tried a bit of your um 
your carrot uh, puree when you made that and it was yummy. And yeah. I know, I think I said to you the other day in our, uh, on the weekend that while we, uh, it's one of Dougie's most uh, delicious meals, favourite meals, roast pork, by making a, a sort of a sambal olek mix of, you know, it was extra chilli paste in and uh, a bit of soy sauce and some sugar and bits and pieces, it changed the whole flavour of the pork, even though it was just still effectively just a roast pork belly. Yeah. But it gave it but a, I mean, that's a, a very different... You'd consider that a, a condiment and you can certainly go, um, you know, the, the Asian route and do, you know, your soy sauce and things like that. That's it, really nice as well. Um, quite often, more often than not, they're not... Uh, they don't use sort of the cooked ingredients, so your shallots, if you're going to use those, and ginger and garlic and all those sorts of things aren't necessarily cooked. They're kind of raw and fresh. Um, so if you want to temper those flavours a little bit, quite often a good thing to do is cook them. Um, yeah, depending on what, what you're looking for. But a, a good one is a chilli jam, um, and you really slowly cook whole long bread chilies with shallots and garlic really long slow cook until it's all sort of jammy and caramelized um and just blitz that up absolutely delicious just with a little bit of sugar a little bit of fish sauce away you go so i mean you know trying to always think about when you've got your oven it's not just making the immediate immediate meal at hand you've you know you've got a something there which you can use as a tool to get all these things in your fridge, in your freezer, in your pantry, whatever it might be. Um, and, you know, you can do your artichokes and you can sort of preserve them in a, almost like a pickling liquid. Um, you know, we, we did steamed artichokes before. Mm. Um, and the best way to keep them would be to jar them up, make a little pickling liquid, stick the lid on, put them back in the steamer and essentially sterilise and seal the jar. Um, you know, same, uh, all of these, the, half the reason is I was sort of wandering around a supermarket on my single only day out for the week <laughs> um, and looking at all these things in jars, um, you know, char-grilled eggplants, well, fine, you, you want that? You can char-grill some eggplants, make a nice flavoured oil, a little bit of vinegar in there. The vinegar always helps with the preservation side of things. Jam it all into a jar, nice and tight. You've got a steam oven there. It's virtually like a steriliser. Um, seal the lid. Steam it. We'll get back to you about times and stuff because depending on how long you steam it for and your sterilisation technique and all the rest of it will depend on whether you can keep it in the pantry or in the fridge. Um, but some of those things, if you, you know, if you want to, you can get three months, four months in the pantry, like happy days. Away you go. Well, I think you're right. This is a great time to be trialling different little flavours, particularly on your family, so that you can work out what what you like, what, what you can make lots of. And then when we can, well, I know the rest of Australia can and some parts of the rest of the world are going back into lockdown, but when you can get around to having a dinner party and inviting people around, you can try something a bit different with some confidence. Yeah. Yeah, but and, like, yeah. and the good thing about up and you know, Paul, I need help halfway through a cooking process on the day yeah. on the day they're arriving. <laughs> Which but the good thing about um, doing these sorts of of things or these sorts of sort of, I mean, like I say, I'm using the term loosely. These sorts of condiments is that 
you or your guests can choose how much they add and choose yeah. how much they yeah, want to exactly. use. Exactly. Yeah. So that you, you're adding it to your own taste, which I kind of I like the idea of. Like, you know, yeah. you go to a restaurant exactly. and you get you get a sauce made for your steak. Let's say you don't get to choose how much. Generally, depending on where you are, I'm generalizing, but generally the sauce will come on the same plate as the steak. And unless it's in its own little receptacle, you don't get to choose how much sauce, which is why I like the idea of being able to, you know, make it a little bit more bespoke to yourself. So, you, yeah. you know, a nice big spread and you've got a few different sort of like a little eggplant relish, a little onion jam, little fresh herb sort of salsa verde, chimichurri type thing, a bit of that roasted red pepper, little bit of a kick of cayenne in your romesco, all of those things, and they'll match up with a lot of what you cook. So it's, yeah, just thought it was worth chatting about and, yeah. you know, putting it in people's heads. Condiments, yeah. they're a thing. Make your I mean, own. Jerry is one of those ones which you see everywhere now, and yet I never heard of it a few years ago. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's been an Argentinian staple for... Yeah. Eons. Well, I'm pretty sure it's Argentinian. Taking us a while to jump. Oh, some of my yeah, but all, all, yeah, but all of these things do. Like you know, it takes it takes time. It, it, the problem is, is we quite of well, I quite often you just sort of forget about it when you maybe don't do it. I mean, I do stuff like that daily. Like I'll, I'll do a little, you know, parsley something capers. You know, just. Rather than make a dressing, I'll make a little little salsa type thing. Um, and, and salsas are another one. Don't forget about salsas. You know, a, a mm. good fresh tomato salsa with some pickled jalapenos, and lots of coriander and um, cucumber, a nice fresh zingy, you know, lime juice, all of those, those sorts of things. You can add some steamed corn to it or roasted corn. Um, you know, you get that roasted flavour with a bit of freshness. That, that all works quite quite well too i mean i love salsas like on anything and they can be made of anything you like make a carrot salsa make a you know it doesn't matter um but yeah don't discount the condiments just stick your head in the fridge and see and see what you've got and go oh okay i could make a little sort of something something out of this um yeah i love salsa too it goes really well you know on crackers on fresh bread it's just uh even yeah, and it's not a. It's so not a defined. It on, yeah, on something. It's, it's spread on its own almost. Yeah, you, it's not a defined recipe too, which is kind of a good thing. Um, you know, salsa is a pretty broad term, so it can it can be anything you like. So you know, just rather than you know those carrots that are looking a bit sad, stick them in some ice water and make a carrot puree and stick it in the fridge. You get, you know. Or stick it in the freezer, like rather than chuck the carrots in the compost bin, or worse still, in the bin, um, oh, yeah. use it up. Yeah. And you know, a couple of other things I was sort of noticing that I was doing is we go through quite a bit of cauliflower because my little fella actually is one vegetable he will eat. Um, the leaves off the cauliflower, you can stick in the oven and roast them up, um, and you make like little sort of chips, just some olive oil, salt, about 200 degrees mode low steam level um, until they're nice and crisp absolutely delicious oh, so, wow. yeah. you know that's probably no, more along the lines of not a condiment but yeah but you know save up the 
yeah, just try and you know use everything and you know the capers in your in your jar and your fridge don't have to be with fish you know what i mean the cornichons that you've got i mean i don't know if people have this stuff in their fridge like i do but the cornichons that you've got don't necessarily have to be with a antipasto platter with cold cuts or cured meats they can be used in all of these little sort of condiments and sauces i mean don't, and don't forget classics like tartar sauce as well with some simple mayonnaise and a few bits and pieces and happy days that's a ripper with fish and whether it's fried fish or not it's really good well we so, got a lot of capers because um i love them the way you suggested one time with steak but i also make a lot of um tapenade to mm. serve and so with olives and a bit of anchovies and some little bits and pieces and that that changes every time i make it it's got a different taste yeah a little hint with capers get the get the salted ones they're always much better Salted capers are much better. They need to be soaked and rinsed, but you get a much better caper than you do versus the ones which are pickled in vinegar. Oh, yeah. When you buy yeah. them. But anyway, yeah, so yeah. that's more little diatribe on condiments. There you go. Oh, that's very condiments. good. Well, Give it a go. Uh, <laughs> it's the other part, isn't it? To the, it's to how, what you call well, it. Well, it is. Yeah. And then you it's kind of forget, I don't know yeah. if we forget about it, but it's probably something we should do more of, really. Yeah, I think it's, well, I think it's now you've given yourself a whole list of tasks to do for cooking with steam, really, haven't you? Some well, once I get back in the kitchen, at least I'll have some well, focus. Later. At least <laughs> one day. Hopefully next yeah. month. Hopefully next month, which will be great. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Well, that's good. Thank you for but that, yeah. Paul. And, um, no worries. I think you've given us all some food for thought. Oh, very good, Linda. I saw what you did there. That's good. <laughs> Genius. Oh, <laughs> heart grow fundable. <laughs> yep. Not, not, Absolutely. Not really. Yeah, no. Well, thank you. And uh, happy cooking no out there, everybody. And um, until next time, take Stay care. Stay COVID safe. Stay well. Yes, exactly. Stay well. Bye. Bye, everybody. Stay up. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.